Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply about Nathan Fife. We are brought to you by Isuzu and you can live your own way in the Isuzu MUX. And here are four thoughts to four-wheel drive you to work today to get the show started. Thought one, and it's a question actually, is there a better coach in Australian cricket right now than WA's Adam Voges? I'm not suggesting that Cricket Australia kick Andrew McDonald to the curb because his Aussie team is performing very well, but Voges has now taken this WA team to three Marsh Cup one-day titles in a row, as well as the last two Sheffield Shield titles, and they are still not out of contention for this year's title. He's got a couple of BBL titles thrown in there too. Appearances can be deceptive when it comes to coaches, but Voges appeals as a calm, no-nonsense coach who understands game situations very well, and it's no coincidence that his teams play game situations very well as a result. He's been part of an extraordinarily successful talent development pathway. We have the Sheffield Shields leading batsman of the last two seasons, Cameron Bancroft. We have produced four of the best all-rounders in Australian cricket, Cam Green, Mitch Marsh, Aaron Hardy, and don't forget Marcus Stoinis was a West Aussie as well. A few years ago, The match winner from Sunday's final, Hilton Cartwright, was considered an all-rounder too. We have a class bowling attack. Sunday's attack included Joel Paris, Jason Berendorf and Andrew Ty with Ashton Agar spinning it. And the title at the weekend was achieved without several interstate and international quality players. Ashton Turner, Lance Morris, Matt Kelly and Jai Richardson, not to mention the players on international duties at the moment as well. Thought two, footy and the Eagles. It's terrible luck for West Coast. And whatever else you say about West Coast over the last few seasons, the luck has been terrible. Matt Flynn, with his hamstring tendon, is set to be sidelined for at least three months. So what do the Eagles do to replace him? Now, the first truck is easy. They'll just drag Bailey Williams from where they were going to play him in the forward line into the ruck. But I hope they go with Jack Williams as the guy that plays the forward ruck role. It was great to see Cohen Livingston, the teenager, play on the weekend. And it was also impressive that he's done enough over summer to be in the mix for selection at the weekend. But Williams has a body that's been in the system for three years. He's 200 centimetres tall. He's over 100 kilograms heavy. He's much better prepared for AFL football than Livingston, and his selection would roughly fit the forward structure that Adam Simpson has been working towards all summer, and that's a ruckman, a forward ruckman resting in attack, and smaller forwards around Oscar Allen. 
And to that end, whether or not Jack Darling plays against Adelaide this week, I hope that Simpson finds room in his team for both Jake Waterman and Ryan Marrick. I thought they were among the better players in the loss to Fremantle at the weekend. Waterman has the versatility and smarts to play a number of roles, even if he's not being set up as a third tall in attack. And Marrick has the sort of athleticism and skill with the ball that warrants further exploration and even shifting him further up the ground as far as onto a wing. If the 52-point loss to Fremantle confirmed anything to the Eagles, it should be that this season has to be about finding young players and you can't do that if you don't play them. Thought three, footy and Fremantle. This is going to sound strange given that we spent half of last year and much of the summer saying that Hayden Young has to play in the midfield for the Dockers. But given the form of Nat Fife last weekend against West Coast and given the form of players like Neil Erasmus and Will Brody when they came onto the field after half time, I would love to see the Dockers switch Hayden Young back to half back at the start of the season while Fife is fit to free up another midfield spot. The fact that Jager O'Meara, Andrew Brasher and Matt Johnson all spent time on the wing uh, last weekend tells you that there is a log jam for spots inside the centre square at the Dockers. To me, Erasmus, a highly rated top 10 draft pick now in his third season, gets to play. Johnson on the wing sometimes going into the middle gives the Dockers some of the size that Young would offer and speed in transition. And Brayshaw being sent to the wing for a burst or two gives them great two-way run and gives Brayshaw, who's a little bit smaller than the others, a rest from the hurly-burly of banging bigger bodies inside the square. And meanwhile, Fife's bigger body and contested ball-winning ability would give the smaller Dockers mids, whoever they be, the confidence to hold width, and when Fife dishes the ball to them, they'll have more time and space to use the ball and get better connection with forwards. Young would have spent much of the summer training for a midfield role, but it's not as if he doesn't know how halfback looks at Fremantle. He spent time there um, after the second quarter on the weekend. And if Friday night's game against Port is a dress rehearsal for round one and you are even thinking about playing Young in defence in round one, then he should play there against Port. Thought four, footy again and the AFL tribunal. So Port Sam Pepper is being sent straight to the tribunal for the hit on Adelaide's Mark Keane during the pre-season showdown at the weekend. And for what it's worth, Pepper has to get weeks and probably at least two for the hit but I hope it's not more than three. It never ceases to amaze how the pendulum effect of the AFL tribunal seems to swing to the more severe end of penalties when they want to make an example of someone or something, and there is a case involving a player from somewhere other than one of the big Melbourne clubs. Pal Pepper was reckless in his approach to the contest when he clipped Keane high, but the crow was also slung into him by the tackle applied by Willie Rioli. There are actually more mitigating circumstances in Pal Pepper's favour than there were in Collingwood's Braden Maynard's favour when he was absolved all guilt for the hit on Angus Brayshaw in last year's qualifying final. And remember, Angus Brayshaw has just announced that his career is over as a result of changes in his brain that were discovered after that hit. The fact that Pal Pepper has been sent straight to the tribunal generally means a minimum of three weeks. I would argue that an absolute maximum of three weeks should apply for that offence. Pal Pepper needs to show more care when charging at a player being tackled, but Rioli was a factor with his tackle when he swung Keane into him. 
Nobody swung Brayshaw into Maynard and nobody pushed Maynard into Brayshaw. And as long as I've known football, you're not allowed to hit a player once he's disposed of the ball. Brayshaw was certainly under no ob- obligation to make sure he missed Maynard. Maynard had every obligation to make sure he missed Brayshaw and he didn't miss him. Do you agree or do you disagree? You can give us your thoughts on the text line on 0487 736 736 or you can call us on the Bower and O'Day open line on 13 12 55. Bower and O'Day, because the little things are everything. After the break, we'll be back with SEN SA's Daniel Menzel off Sports Day in South Australia to talk about the upcoming games at the weekend between the WA clubs and the South Australian clubs.